inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. On Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. Well, that's how we pull into this Monday. A little bit start and stop, but that's because there's not that many people around here anymore. Maybe that's messing with our flow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is Outlook. Uh, We are live here this morning and uh, maybe, well, either one or the other of our final episodes for the year. So, Yes. We have some uh, lovely music on here. (laughs) Some background music. (laughs) You don't have to turn it so low. What? You don't have to turn it down so low. Oh, sorry. Yes, quality I, on this isn't very isn't the best. Um, it's this is off YouTube, but yeah. Well, that's why we're mostly not focusing on it exactly. It's got some nice holiday themed sounding music, um, and you can find pretty much anything on YouTube these days. But um, yeah, so this is the classic um, Sesame Street, and as Carrie had mentioned last week, um, the voice of Grover and Oscar the Grouch. Big Bird and Oscar. Or Big Bird, sorry. <laughs> I guess I am out Yellow, of not blue. <laughs> um, passed away. Um, Talking and colors to you. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm just going to have that turned down for now, but we're going to turn that back up <laughs> um, at a certain clip that Carrie specifically likes from Sesame Street that I remember listening to as well. I um, like this part too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You <laughs> turn it so low. Well, I can't. Care we have to talk on the air. You can't. Have yeah, it too don't low. people talk over things all the time? Okay, I'll turn it up. You won't be able to hear you. <laughs> okay, you made your point. All right. Uh, um. Yeah. So with with um, Carol Spinney dying last week, I I had Big Bird on the mind already, and then so this time of year at Christmas, we we used to watch this. When we finally got more than just a couple t- TV channels and stuff, when we finally got cables or a satellite, sort of when we were young, I was I was a teenager. You might have been younger than a teenager. Um, we we found it on on some TV channel there, and we then we recorded it and watched it because it was sort of a nostalgic thing. Anybody who loves Sesame Street might know. Yeah, so there's quite a bit of music at the start of the show, and then. Uh well, I like this because the first time the I would have seen it, I would have been probably tinier, and then I was like, "Okay, I thought they were just puppets. Now, how are they moving on this on the ice like this?" Because the scene start, the show starts out with them all ice skating. Yeah, and I, I had, I had no idea about that, not being able to see it all. Whereas Carrie could see a bit more, obviously, back in the day. But um, I, I, yeah. I, I learned later, and then you hear the one, um, I was Oscar that falls. Someone falls. Well, right? they're, they're playing that crack the whip game. I don't know if you know that game. When, when you go skating, you all hold hold each other's hand in a big line, and then you start skating around and around in that line faster and faster. Oh, okay, yeah. Break the whip, crack the whip. <laughs> I need that whip sound from that phone app I used to have. Um, 
I don't have a soundboard here. Like, so yeah, we're um, keeping this episode relatively lighthearted for the Christmas. Yeah, time. well, as we come to the end of the year, we've talked about so many t- intense issues about you know accessibility and stuff. So I thought, why not? Yeah, keep this a little more lighthearted. So, um, we have a few things coming up on the show. You have a list of. Um, what, yeah, uh, Christmas ideas for visually impaired people, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of interesting. It's kind of funny. I haven't looked at, looked at this list at all yet, so Carrie's going to be um, going through it and getting my reactions on first. Uh, surprisingly, surprisingly, uh, sorry, there's this my favorite song on right now on the thing. <laughs> surprisingly, there are a lot of lists on social media these days. Um, at Christmas, uh, I've seen multiple ones, but I, I'm sticking with one this morning. But I saw I've seen multiple ones out this year on Facebook, whatever list of things to get visually impaired people. <laughs> Which so. is in, in some ways is an interesting concept in itself because it's again it's sort of separating like like there's lists for the the mother in your life, the this yeah. in your life, and, and so I get why it. Not? And it, yeah, it's it's kind of neat in a way because there are certain things that maybe um, you know might be out there. For someone who's visually impaired, that they could use, um, but at the same time, I mean, you could get you could get us anything as well. We're just people like anyone else. But um. well, as you basically say, like if you know us at all, then you know what we might like, and we we like a lot of things like anyone else would that you know aren't specifically fitted for a list of that sort. But at the same time, you know, these lists are a thing, and so... Yeah, sure. it'd be interesting <laughs> to still see what, what's on this list and um, go through that. Um, so, I don't know if... Did you want to get into that right now? Well... Or what are you waiting for? Our thing will come up... The clip I wanted to have on the air, so you want to... Like, it's going to come in a second. Well... <laughs> um, no, but the thing I was going to bring up first is a little more... One more serious issue before the end of the year. Um... And that, did you see about it, Brian? I don't know. So. Yes, I saw, I quickly was on Facebook this morning. Yeah. And I think I saw what you were talking about. Let I me believe. paint a picture for you. Ottawa, the new shiny West Block building. Welcome members of Parliament last week. But there was one glaring oversight. Do you know what that was? Has it, having something to do with a Braille washroom sign, but just not actually raised just a picture of braille or something is that what i read uh yeah it was a sign pointing to the bathrooms and had a photo of braille on it instead of the real thing oh it was a sign direction so it wasn't one of those signs by the washroom no it would have been the ones that tell you washrooms coming up i think i think they say in this article that once they you got to each washroom there was a label i think man or woman and that's funny. Blind people might not even notice that there's a sign on the wall saying bathrooms ahead as much as where are the bathrooms, here they are. Okay, I need well, to know which I'm one's d- men and women's. Yeah, I'm just slightly confused because I've never ever seen a sign anywhere that even that told me there was a bathroom coming up. I've only seen the sign right by the bathroom, so I don't even really know what the point of that one would be because you wouldn't know it was even there. It's for sighted people so they know. No, I get that, but if you're blind, you wouldn't know that's it's That's what I'm there. saying, so, but, but that's not really the point. It is funny in this that we wouldn't have known about that sign. It doesn't really apply to us necessarily, but at the same time, this this missing braille could have been a picture on any sign anywhere. It could be on, you know. So that's the point of this. Why we're talking about this? You know what I mean? No. 
the sign could be just a picture of Braille at the actual bathrooms. That would apply more to us. Right. But either way, the Braille could be missing tactically on any, on, it could be any sign anywhere. This is just happened to be where it was. So we could say, oh, well, blind people, this doesn't matter to us. So why did they even write an article about this? But the point is that we're at Parliament Hill in Ottawa and Canada, obviously. And, you know, these little things slip under people's radar. Well, yeah, it seems silly why they would bother putting Braille on, or a, a picture of Braille on that sign, but even Braille in itself, because I wouldn't probably find that sign anyway, but, um, yeah. Wow. All right, then. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't really aware of this article. I don't know if you had something you wanted to elaborate on it, but. No, I just wanted to mention it. Again, I've had issues at this university with there you know, being no just a sign, although in that case, I don't know if there's even Braille dots. I think this is funny because there's a picture of the Braille dots. So, but here I've had that same issue, right? Like it, it's going to... Is this your clip? Yeah. Okay, we're going to turn this up for a minute just to lighten things up a little bit. All right, let's go back and do it again. Oh, well, I'm so glad. Oh, I want everybody to be happy on Christmas Eve, Oscar. Hey, it's a big night. Tonight's the night that Santa Claus comes and his reindeer will be landing on the roof. Then he takes his big bag of toys and he slides down the chimney. Oh, come on. What do you mean, oh, come on? Just hold it right there, bird brain. Do you know how big the inside of a chimney is? Well, about this big. That's how big. So how's a guy like Santa Claus, who's built like a dump truck, how's he gonna come down all those skinny little chimneys, huh? Well, uh, he holds his breath, like this. <gasps> That's like trying to get a basketball into a ginger ale bottle. <sighs> oh, well, and he comes in the window. Window's locked. And the door? Door's locked. Uh, well, the old incinerator shaft. Or then. the back door. No. It's the chimney or nothing. <sighs> Gee, I don't know how Santa gets in. Well, if I was you, I'd find out. Because if he doesn't get in, there's going to be a lot of empty stockings around town tomorrow morning. <laughs> Merry Christmas. There you go. Yeah, Merry so that's, that's really interesting just because it is both characters in one scene there, Oscar and Big Bird. That were played by Carol Spinney, so it's kind of neat how it's back and forth between both of the voices of the same person that you wouldn't know if you're watching it. You wouldn't think about that maybe because it's puppets, but yeah. And since we know, but it makes me think of The Simpsons when you see one of those actors in like on TV in person with no more cartoon in front to see how he goes from one yeah, voice to the one next, back and forth. Yeah, sort of yeah. earlier version of that, but yeah, and it just gives you an idea of the talent there that. Um, that we missed and for for us growing up well you being able to see a bit more at the time but me not having the very distinct voices on that show it was very I mean I wasn't I guess I wasn't as big of a Sesame Street fan as maybe you were growing up well, I just like how Oscar's <laughs> like he's just like the bad side of of someone's brain yeah. <laughs> and Big Bird's a sweet innocent one but yeah it's it a pretty funny scene but, um, but anyway so yeah, so yeah back back to that 
Braille thing briefly. I don't. I just, ah, come on. I don't know. I just didn't really know like what. We can move along. I just wanted to let people know. Well, I just never even. I've never seen a, ever a sign with Braille on it that tells you <laughs> washrooms in this direction. So I don't really know. How would you ever know that's there? I mean, I guess you might be trailing the wall and feel it. Whereas when you know where there's a wa- where a washroom is, then you'd look right beside it for the sign. <sighs> okay. Well, anyway. A lot of people were showing that story to me, so I thought I would show it because it's a little bit funny and a little bit sad. So anyway, let's get to, on to the ten the items that Perkins recommends for uh, you know the blind person in your life. And who are Perkins again? For our <laughs> listeners that may have no idea. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's a so that's a school um, in. Massachusetts, it's um, Perkins School for the Blind is <clears throat> and Deafblind is where Helen Keller went. So they're a pretty big institution in the U.S. as far as education and you know awareness and stuff. So they often put out you know lists and things. So yeah, I guess we trust them. So there's a lot of technology in here that I'd never heard about before. Um, have you heard of the a doodler? Nope. So it allows kids to draw. So. It allows kids to draw. So I might like this actually in midair and create cool tactile designs and structures. Hmm. I can't. I can't. I can't even quite imagine what that would be like. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I can't quite either. I suppose, but it sounds cool. Um. Because, yeah, how would it do with 3D? Yeah, I'm not sure. Sounds interesting, though. Well, um, that's something I might add. Because um, it says assistive, tech, assistive technology is the uh, that title of this whole post, but I think they've um, compiled a list of favorite gifts, recommendations of for everyone. So let's see. You probably should have done this when you're better with these lists. Oh, okay. So then there's a talking... Well, no, wait. This is a Bradley watch. I don't know if you've heard of that brand, have you? Uh, it sounds somewhat familiar, but I'm not... Oh, really? Too familiar, yeah. Hmm. No, this is modern meets classic. So it's a timepiece with, yeah, tactile hour marks so I guess that would just be did you ever try to read my t- uh, my braille watches when I used to have them or never or never no I was just I was just actually thinking about that now that you bring you bring this up so for us growing up we used talking watches generally um, which mm-hmm. <laughs> is very very self-explanatory as is just pressing a button and tells you the time Bong. yeah um, but yeah there are what they call braille watches which technically isn't braille yeah anytime it's a tactile thing for blind people they just but, automatically go and call it braille which makes things kind of confusing because sometimes people like people that are that are unaware of braille kind of may, might wonder what is it or is it is it some people might think it's just totally different than the alphabet it's like its own language or something yeah when really it's different symbols that represent letters in braille whereas this braille watch isn't there's no letters it's just dots to uh, mark the mark the clock clock so it says it it's discreetly you discreetly tell the time in any setting so yeah you can just sort of discreetly check it when you can't see but yet I think you know some people like it because they feel more like they're part of um, because you know like it could be anybody's watch yeah well like I said I never I've never had one but I know you did do you still have that 
that much. I do, but you don't really wear it in general. Uh, no. Um, so yeah, I have I've I've seen it, and, and I do know. Um, like I do, I do know what the clock is like just because I learned a bit in school. But yeah, not being able to see it's not something that I look at very much. So it is kind of neat that they do have a uh, a watch that has. I always enjoyed it. Yeah, it's because it, like you said, it does normalize things, and it's how anyone else might have would have a watch, right? So next we have something that could be from anybody, I suppose. I don't know much about these, but Nintendo Switch. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I never I never got into video games. Um, I do know that there are blind people out there that are into gaming, and it's actually, I think it's quite common with the blind community. I mean, there's obviously a lot of games that blind people can't play, but I think there are there definitely are some games out there that they can play. Well, this one um, says it features games that respond to movement and vibration, allowing blind and visually impaired um, players, right? So I guess there are certain games. Join in on the fun, it says. Um, yeah, I've, I've really never been involved in video games of any real sort. But yeah, I think it is, I've noticed actually a lot of blind people that I've seen out and about in, on Facebook and wherever else that are into, into video games and stuff. And it's n- never an area I've gotten into myself. But um, yeah, there are, some, there are definitely some games out there. It would be interesting to talk to somebody on the show one day that actually it knows would, about stuff. It would, because we should, stuff we because, should try some out. Because, yeah, I'm not um, familiar, but... The next thing is called a Reminder Rosie. <laughs> reminder Rosie. Heard of that? I have not. Know someone who has trouble keeping track of appointments? So this is a reminder. <laughs> Rosie's supposed to be. Um, it's a hands-free, voice-activated digital clock that can be pre-programmed for certain reminders and things. And that's something... I'm not sure what this device is like or how different it would be, but that's something these days you can do just on your iPhone with, with oh, Siri. Yeah, if you're blind, you can use the reminders and say, remind me in four hours to do this or remind me tomorrow to do this, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it'll do that as well. So, so there's, a, there's always multiple things made for certain tasks, and some people prefer doing it one way or another. So, Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't, personally for me, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't need an extra device. Reminder, Rosie. Having, having my phone for me is is if it does that anyway, I wouldn't need like a second thing to do that. But Okay, here's one that sounds pretty cool actually. Drawing with your Perkins Brailler. Ooh. Teach your child to create beautiful tactile drawings using a Perkins Brailler. So it's an activity guide and it offers step-by-step instruction for 36 different drawings including shapes, animals, vehicles, and holiday-themed objects. So it's available in both print and braille, this book. So it's basically a, 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 you know, like a crafting book. I don't know if you ever did that, but I used to like, since I still had some visual um, level left for a long time, I used to like to take the brailler, and this is a heavy-duty, you know, old, elect, you know, it's like an old typewriter, this brailler that brails, and... Uh, I used to make shapes already. Like I used to write block letters in print for birthday cards and I would try and do hearts or Christmas trees or birthday cakes with the braille dots. You just got to know where to press down on the dots and keep going up and down a bunch of lines. But uh, Yeah, I remember you doing that for sure and it was always quite neat because you were you were the visual artist a little bit when you could see. You used to draw more so then this translated for you into into a tactile option with the with the brailler. 
It's not something I ever did as quite as much, but I remember. Well, would you be interested in getting this book and giving it a try? And though you like this might teach totally blind people who might not have ever thought to do that or wasn't weren't sure how. Yeah, it does sound interesting that there's a book actually giving ideas or showing people how to how to do this because yeah, you st- you used to do it just creatively on your own and having that vision before maybe helped a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that sounds like it could be interesting for sure. Sounds fun. Sounds like something the kids would like to do too in our family. And- yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Next, we have things we've talked about previously on the show, um, Braille Uno and Braille Monopoly, which is a thing you can buy somewhere. Um, we don't own one, but if you want some games... Well, you do have the Braille Uno. Yeah, but not Monopoly. Sure, we just made our own, like we said in a previous episode. But Right, yeah, we, we did an episode on games this year, and we talked about that. And uh, But if you want to, again, if you want to do something that's interactive for everybody and you don't have to worry then about, you know certain people can't read the cards or whatever. You have to do all the reading. So the next thing on our list would be an Amazon Echo Dot. <laughs> That's what I'm getting you for Christmas. Which I did actually um, get one from a friend recently and I haven't taken the time to explore it too much yet. It's, again, a lot of people know about this already because they are pretty common. Not not specifically in the blind community, but anywhere they're being used these days. Well, she's called your digital assistant. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So in case you don't know, you know, you hook it up and, hey, Alexa, you can play your music, your answer, it will answer questions or read your news, um, give you, you know, traffic tips, lots of stuff like that. So um, I guess you can even order pizza with it. Isn't, isn't it amazing in 2019? Yeah, quite the quite the decade. Because before, you know, before in two thousand nine, this a lot of this stuff wasn't even a thing yet, really. So, yeah, well, that's the thing. Everybody on the list might not know what all these items are. So, I'm trying to describe things, even if I feel like I shouldn't necessarily need to describe what a one of those Amazon things even is, but. So you you want most of this stuff yet, bro? Um, if <laughs> I, anyone who knows me is, I don't really, I don't know. Uh huh. Christmas is a is an interesting time because there's not really that much that I want. Being yeah, in my thirties now, and I don't know. Basically, you know the things you want, you get when you need them. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you get you. It's nice. I still like gift giving. I kind of miss it. Like I said, when we used to do it with our grown-ups in our family, right? And then finally we decided to stop. Yeah, in our family now, we just get stuff for the for the kids now. Um, and which, is a, which is a thing if you have kids in your life. Yeah, whereas we're not kids anymore, so... I mean, a lot of people still buy gifts, but I don't know. All right, well, let's see about this one. How about Ira? You feel like some Ira in your life? Yeah, now that's something we have discussed on this show before. Yeah, we, bo- we both used it last year in... Um, in uh, Orlando there, the convention. The convention. So for anyone just list- who has no idea what it is, it's a service where you can automatically call a sighted um, person who... Um, is trained, fully trained. and I think they actually said they have blind people on IRA now to help with certain things as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, you pretty much... The original concept was you can call someone... You use a smart, your smartphone, or they have smart glasses these days. Those are becoming more popular. Yeah, so the camera, either the camera on your phone or the camera in the glasses 
will show the sighted person, you know, whatever you're doing, whether you're walking somewhere at a, at a store. They're called agents, it says here. Right, an IRA agent. So no matter where you are, they can they can help you out to, to find something at, at the store or read something that's in print that you can't read. Um, you know, just any, any assistance that you could want. So it's always one of those things that would be handy. You don't want to depend on it all the time. Well, but you got you to pay for a plan, like with a cell phone, you know. Yeah, again, it's... So those things are, are a reason a lot of blind like anything, people still don't have it. Plus, how much of te- the world are we going to let others do for us versus, I don't know. Yeah, there's always a debate around it. But anyway, it, it is definitely something that would be... As it becomes more more mainstream and a common thing, I'm you know I'm sure I'll look into it. it more, it's just right now, it's still newer. Yeah, it's still relatively new. But it is a good Christmas idea if you could... Um, again, I'm not sh- totally sure on the prices there, but... It would be something that you could get someone. Yeah, you can you can go to their site and like get free IRAM like minutes as a gift that would they would tack on to what they already have. Somebody already had it, or I don't know. I, I don't know much about this kind of technology thing. It's neat, um, and you hear a lot of people talk about it. It makes you think you should maybe get it. Kind of like the Victor Reader Stream. What do you know about those, Brian? That's next on the list. Not a ton. Victor Reader Stream. Do you know? Do you know much about them? <laughs> It's perfect for the book lover in your life. And I don't know if I've ever seen one. Oh, well, it sounds like something you should have then because I know you're... <laughs> be, Carrie being the writer and... Well, it lets you download the latest books, magazines, and music and um, for listening on the go. And the new generation model um, plays content from um, audible.com. So, yeah, I think... It sounds cool. Again, I don't know enough about it. All these things out there that I'm sure I'd love to have if I knew more about them. So it's probably safe that I don't know about everything. But not about this next thing. This isn't... I'd rather use my keyboard with my fingers. Thankfully, I can. This one is um, Dragon Professional Individual. Um, So that's the um, speech recognition software. Right. Like Dragon Pro. Right, yeah, I've heard of that. Unless sure. you control your computer using only your voice commands. So obviously, you and I don't necessarily need that, but I've seen a lot of writers who would prefer that. Yeah, it's, it could be helpful for some people for sure that aren't comfortable with using the computer as much or they are not don't have the best typing skills or something. It could be a, a, a good option. Um, yeah, I mean people can still some people just prefer talking than than doing the actual typing coordination of it and stuff so uh, I like this last item on the list actually uh, they have to have one mm-hmm. actual book so Habin the deaf blind woman who conquered Harvard Law by Habin Gurma Gurma I think I'm not sure voiceover always says it one way and then it sounds says sounds weird when I try to read the braille well you have to read the braille <laughs> but I like getting people's names right so well yeah you might not be saying the name Germa right. I think how do you spell it Haben Germa G-E-R-M-I or M-A G-I-R like giraffe I guess Germa anyway um, of course that's going to make a good headline you know this deaf blind woman conquered Harvard it's just <laughs> such an impressive thing to get people's attention and to get them being like, oh, really? No way. That's cool. But um, I would like to actually read the book. It's on my list. All right. So if anyone wants to get Carrie a present. <laughs> I'm also going to read the Hillary Clinton book before ne- next 
2020. So yeah, I'm, I got a book list. Good. It's always good to have So you don't have thing. anything new to add to your list from that list, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, not specifically. I, I'm, you know, me, me being into music and audio and stuff like that, I just need a new microphone or something, <laughs> something for my, my trade. Well, as far as that list, um, yeah, there are obviously things you and I might both want. But the cool thing is is what I like to point out on the show all the time with accessibility and making accommodations. Often it can um, work for not just the blind you know, people or whatever. It can work for everybody. So a lot of these items, well, a few of these items on the list, well, yeah, that's like the, this book, I recommend to anybody. That's, that's the point about a lot of this stuff. Like the Monopoly, for example, is it's... It's something that both sighted people and blind people could, could could do together, right? It's not just a device made specifically for the for the blind, and that's the same with this, the Amazon Echo Dot and stuff like that. Because technology, while it's convenient for blind people, it's also something that a lot of sighted people use. So it makes it all inclusive, and that's the overall goal of our show: is to make things accessible for all and making making everyone work together, and you know, fit together in this world so all right well i think that's our our christmas episode for 2019 i don't even remember what we did last year frankly <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes all the shows sort of mix together a little bit but um yeah happy happy holidays and i guess we will not be back next monday but we do plan to be back for one more show in this Morning. decade on the 30th so We'll be back in a couple weeks for that. All right. Well, have a have a good Christmas, everybody, however you celebrate. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year if you don't hear our episode on the 30th, but we will be back once more this year. And I guess that's it. Have a good week. All right. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Find us on Twitter. Outlook CFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.